You're listening to the Oddscast, the original UFC betting podcast that's straight to the point. Hosted by leading MMA oddsmaker Nick Kalikas and MMA journalist Brian Hemminger, they provide you the absolute best UFC betting info, picks, statistics, and analysis from the most respected authority in mixed martial arts betting. MMAoddsbreaker.com. Don't place your wagers without us. Welcome to the Combate Cast, presented by BetDSI. I'm Brian Hemminger, joined today by leading mixed martial arts oddsmaker Nick Kalikas to break down this Saturday's Combate 51 event, which takes place in Hidalgo, Texas. Nick creates the opening betting odds for Combate events, so he'll break down the seven fights with betting odds for this card with providing extensive analysis and a pick for those fights after doing film study and research for the event. The preliminary card for Combate 51 will air on Facebook Watch, Fight TV, and PlayStation TV. The main card will be on pay-per-view via DirecTV, Uverse, Fight TV, Dish, PlayStation TV, and On In Demand via Comcast Charter, Cox, whichever. And it will air this Saturday night. Let's dive right in. Now, kicking things off on the preliminary card is a lightweight contest between Clarence Brown, who is 1-3, and Jose Flores, who is 8-1. Now, Nick... Where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? A quick shout-out before we get going here. Uh, make sure tonight on Access TV you tune in. We have a preview show covering Combate America's Tito versus Alberto pay-per-view. This is uh, an exciting card from top to bottom, and make sure you guys check it out tonight on Access TV. I believe it airs at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's Friday evening. And then, of course, tomorrow night – Live on pay-per-view. Make sure you support the sport. Purchase the pay-per-view. Combate America's first ever pay-per-view. It's going to be a good one. Again, a stacked card from top to bottom. Headliner, of course, Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Del Rio. And that fight should definitely be interesting. So make sure, again, support the sport. Buy the pay-per-view. These guys are doing a lot of great things for the sport. As Brian just mentioned, um, this is available all over the place. So make sure you check it out, and we'll get right into it. Now, the first matchup of the card, of course, on the preliminary section is Flores versus Brown. Like... Brian just mentioned again, and this is a bit of a mismatch. I mean, to start things off, in my opinion, as far as betting odds go as well, because I opened the fight floor is minus 1800. The comeback on Brown was plus 800. I mean, if you're just glancing right away, as far as records go, it's clear who the better fighter is. I mean, there's no question. And I think a lot of the betters out there will uh, check out their, the quick stats and breakdowns in this fight and, and look at that. And they'll say an eight and one record versus a one and three pro record. So that's glaring out the rip. So, you know, it's going to be a pretty steep line according to just the records on basic, uh, you know, paper or whatnot. So the, with that said, though, I mean, skill set, of course, Jose Flores has fought a lot better competition overall. He's a uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series vet. Um, I mean, just from top to bottom, he's just a level ahead across the board than Clarence Brown. Now, Clarence Brown is going to be a dangerous opponent for sure. You can't take anybody lightly in this sport. If they're in the cage, they're going to present some problems. So I think his athleticism, his speed, his power um, is something to actually watch out for and be careful about. But again, I think Flores is on a different level. He's going to get this fight where he wants it, probably get it to the ground, and then end it uh, in quick fashion there as well. So at the minus 1,800 odds, this is a type of fight for me that you just kind of pass. I'm looking at the market price right now as well across the down best screen, and you are seeing uh, minus 1,750 out there, minus 1,800, minus 2,000. So, again, to start off the night, we should see a pretty quick finish in my opinion. It shouldn't last that round, uh, that all that long. The round total is actually one and a half under minus 240 or so as well. So I think we're going to see a quick finish, and I think we're going to see Jose Flores come away with a, a quick W as well. So the pick, obviously, Flores, as far as the betting window goes, just stay 
away from this fight and enjoy it. Now moving up to 175 pound catch weight, we have Edmilson Fritas, who is eight and four, taking on Raymond Banda, who is seven and three. Now Nick, what's the MMA oddsmakers perspective on this one? I opened this fight drastically different than the last fight we just covered. Freitas minus 115, Banda minus 115, so exactly a pick em fight. So we're not going to see a crazy huge favorite in this fight because really this is going to be an awesome fight. I mean both these guys are extremely talented mixed martial artists. They are complete fighters for sure. Um, I think this could realistically go either way. Freitas, in my opinion, is more of your finisher. He's going to look to go to go out there and be aggressive, land his strikes on the feet, look to t- try to take this to the floor and uh, utilize his ground game. Of course, from top, he prefers more so than the bottom. Uh, but make no mistake, he's complete, and he can finish this fight anywhere. So he's going to look to go out here and finish this fight. Ban, on the other hand, is more of your grappling-based fighter that does have a little bit of stand-up to go along with it as well. So I think he's going to be okay there, but I think he does want to get this fight to the ground. And he's the type of fighter, I think, as this fight progresses and plays out a little bit longer, it kind of benefits him a little bit more as well. So to me, this is I could realistically see it going either way. If Freitas comes out here and he's the front runner and gets it done early on, then obviously he's going to get it done. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think it's going to be Banda kind of weathering an early storm, having his problems early with Freitas. But as the fight progresses, I think we're going to see Banda kind of take this fight over and get the W here, um, probably on the scorecards. Or if not, it's going to go pretty late, I think. I think these guys are going to kind of go back and forth for a while, and then we're going to see it play out in a, an, an entertaining fight with no doubt. But I do think Banda's going to get it done. So for me, it's Banda or pass. I know there's some European books out there that actually have Freitas favored. So if you're going to get Banda at a dog money price – I would definitely hop on it as well. Just a small bet, like I said, because it will be a competitive fight. But this is a great fight, but I'm going to pick Banda to get the W here. Now, dropping down to the featherweight division, we have Enrique Gonzalez, who is 8-3, taking on Levi Sal American, who is 12-3. Now, Nick, where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? This is another outstanding fight. Man, I've been really high on Baby Bull, Enrique Gonzalez, for a while. I think this guy is just a phenomenal fighter. I mean, up-and-coming fighter. I know he's had his problems. He had weight issues last time out, and he wasn't able to make weight. In fact, he was supposed to fight Mark Queen in uh, that fight back at, I believe it was Combate 47 not too long ago. So he wasn't able to make the weight, and the fight got scratched. It got postponed, and now here we have it. And this is a fight that everybody's anticipated for sure. Mara Queen is, like I said, definitely a very solid fighter. Um, In fact, the first time at at Combate 47, he actually entered the fight as an underdog, and people came in and bet Mara Queen in that fight as well. So as the fight progressed and as it got closer before it did get scratched and pulled from the weigh-ins, the sports books actually needed Gonzalez fairly bad. So with that said, it kind of dropped down to a pick type of price. That's why this line was a little bit easier for me to set this time because I knew where the action was going to come in. And I think a pick type of price, honestly, is a little bit more fair this time, according to the betting action from the first fight and the way these guys match up. And Enrique Gonzalez has had his moments in fights. I mean, I think the guy is an extremely aggressive, well-rounded fighter, trains, of course, uh, in Chicago. I've, I've went over it before with that um, VS. VFS fighting system with the likes of Yair Rodriguez. So the guy has a phenomenal training camp that he comes from. Now, Mata Queen, of course, as well. I mean, this guy is another solid fighter, trains at a good camp as well. Um, I think he's a very complete fighter. And I think a lot of people are expecting him to just basically control the tempo of this fight as it progresses a little bit, utilizes grappling. And as, as Gonzalez starts to, to fade a little bit, maybe take advantage and take over and, and really, I think, win on the scorecards more so than not. That's why I think the overall action coming in on Mata Queen is that way. 
But to me, I think Enrique Gonzalez is going to be a little bit too much for him across the board. I think it will be competitive back and forth, but I think Gonzalez is going to be the one doing more damage on the feet. I think he's going to be winning the scrambling um, that takes place on the ground as well and probably gets top position more so than not. So I'm going to go away from the overall betting action, the public opinion here, siding with Mother Queen. I, I think the people are underestimating Gonzalez a little bit again. I know he's had his ups and downs as far as performances at times go, but I do think that the future is bright for this guy, and I think matchup-wise, he can win this fight, and I think he's going to win this fight. So for me, again, if you're seeing any plus money, or even at this pick and price, there is a small bet to be made on Gonzalez, so I'm leaning with Gonzalez, and I think you got to side with him as well. Now moving up to 150... Now moving up to 150 pound catchweight, we have Ray Trujillo, who is 24 and 27, taking on Gaston Reno, who is 8 and 2. Now Nick... What's the MMA oddsmaker's perspective on this one? I up in Reno, minus 450, the comeback on Trujillo at plus 300. And right now, what we're seeing over at the Donbass screen across the sports betting market, we are seeing the current line at Reno, minus 435, the comeback, plus 315. So line margins have tightened up a little bit, and there is two-way action coming into this fight as well. So... I mean, make no mistake about this fight. Reno is the one that's definitely supposed to win this fight. He's the more, I would say, capable fighter, especially as far as his ability goes. I mean, he is the submission-based fighter more so than anything else. I mean, he's a very complete fighter. Even on the feet, Gaston Reno could definitely do some damage. He mixes things up well. But to me, in my opinion, it's just his fight IQ and his ability to finish the fights on the ground more so than anything else. So I like that aspect of things for him in this fight, and that's why he's such a high favorite. Of course, Trujillo stepping in a short notice, uh, but again, Trujillo, for those of you guys that know who he is and have watched his career, I mean, this guy's been all over the place. He's fought a lot of solid organizations, and this guy is a journeyman fighter, but he's faced I mean, quality, quality competition. So a lot of the losses, if you're looking at his resume just on paper, I mean, it's kind of not fair to judge him just by that. I mean, he's about a 500 type of fighter, but again, the quality of competition that he's faced has been nothing but high level, and he's given fits to a lot of high caliber competition. So Trujillo is no joke at all, and so this is going to be a tough fight for Reno here, no doubt. I think Trujillo's path to victory is obviously on the feet. He's got the knockout power. He probably wants to keep this fight upright. He does have a wrestling background, so he can probably get some takedowns along the way if needed, but I don't know if he wants to play in Reno's guard. Reno, again, is a pretty slick submission artist. I I think even on the feet, Reno could do okay and, and land his shots, but it's more so to get and utilize the ground here than anything else. So it's going to be hard for me to imagine that Trujillo comes in here and does pick off Reno. Again, if, if he can keep this fight upright, he definitely has a shot. But I think Gaston Reno's fight IQ and his, and his ability to get this fight to the ground, even from his back and pull guard and, and possibly submit Trujillo off his back um, could happen as well. So I'm going to pick Reno to get the finish here. As far as the betting window goes, though, I mean, I, I just think there's too much power and too much uh, difficulty here to lay the 4-1 to chalk. So if this line drops and um, closer to 3-1, to one, then I, I could understand maybe a little bit of action coming in on Reno and, and making a justifying a bet that way or putting him in a parlay. But where the line stands right now, around 4-1, to one, it's another pass for me, unfortunately. But I do think Gaston Reno get, does get this fight uh, done and he gets the w probably by submission here now dropping down to the flyweight division we have daniel barres who is 11 and 4 taking on joao camilo who is 6 and 3 now nick where did you open this fight and how has the public shifted things so far Another outstanding fight. I opened Barres minus 260, the comeback on Camillo at plus 200. And right now what we're seeing on the Donbass screen is 
Barres minus 200, the comeback of Camillo at plus 160. So live merchants have tightened up a little bit, more action coming in on Camillo. Not really that surprised, man. I mean, Camillo, this is another great fight. Like I said, he's, he is stepping up on short notice, so we have to mention that off the rip. Um, but man, this guy's coming off the win of his career last time in Kabate. He beat Jamie Alvarez, um, of course, the UFC uh, contender series vet that honestly I was shocked because uh, Jamie Alvarez is a very, very good fighter. I think he belongs on the UFC level type of roster or belongs to be wearing a title. Um, around his waist, you know, and outside of the UFC and other organizations. So, um, but again, Kabate matched him up well and, and Camille got the win. I mean, an impressive, like I said, the win of his life. I mean, that was definitely a fight to watch. If you haven't checked it out, go back and check that out. So it was, uh, worth watching. That said, he's going to have another tough fight here with Berez. I think the public coming in, it's a dog or pass situation. So I understand why they're coming in Camille because again, just another situation where I think that, both these fighters are complete. They both have a solid experience um, throughout their young careers. Uh, they both have a long way to go, and they're both going to continue to keep on improving. Um, but I do think Camille is a little bit more of a threat than Brez, in my opinion, overall. But that said, Brez is probably the more complete and the better overall fighter, meaning I think he does have uh, better stand-up. He's got clean technique. He does have the capabilities to get the fight to the ground, and he does have a good jiu-jitsu game as well. So in my opinion, I think what's going to happen here is Brez is going to keep the more consistent pace as the fight goes on. And at times, I see Brez kind of starting off being a slow starter and then kind of finding his groove as the fight progresses. And his striking seems to get a little bit better, a little bit more effective. And same thing with his ground game. So I think this fight's going to start off kind of tough um, for both people to go back and forth and a little bit more difficult maybe for Brez. But as the fight progresses, I think Brez, again, with that steady pace, is going to basically outpoint Camille and get the decision win here um, or maybe even possibly late finish. But I think this is going to be a tough fight. I, you know, it's a dogger pass situation despite that. So I do understand why the uh, action early on is betting the underdog. I think that's the way to go. I wouldn't lay the chalk here either. So it's a dogger pass situation. I take my hat off to you guys that are coming in on that early number. But that said, I think Brez probably does edge it out. So dogger pass, but I'm picking Brez to get the W here. Now moving on to the co-main event of the evening for the Women's Strawweight Championship. We have Melissa Martinez, who is six and zero, taking on Desiree Yanez, who is five and one. Now, Nick, what's the MMA oddsmakers' perspective on this one? Man, this is another outstanding, outstanding fight. I mean, looking forward to this one for a long time. For those of you guys that don't know, Melissa Martinez, Super Melee as they call her, she is a phenomenal fighter. She's homegrown from Combate. Uh, she's the one that, I mean, is basically the star female that they have on roster. That's why this is the inaugural title fight as well, Strawweight Championship. I mean, she's deserving. She's undefeated. She's a spark plug. She's very intelligent. She has a well-rounded skill set. I mean, most of her wins are coming in by finish, of course, by knockouts. I mean, the girl has some devastating striking attacks, spinning attacks. I mean, she's accurate with her uh, punching. Again, and on the ground, she's no, uh, no lost uh, fighter either. She definitely has a decent ground game that's continued to develop as well. So I think that there's a lot to like about Melissa Martinez, and the hype is legit. I mean, this lady is definitely the real deal here. But – She's facing the toughest fight to date by far. Yanez is another one of these fighters that, I mean, we got to see not too long ago in Combate, and she pulled off an outstanding win over Paulina Vargas. So I, I really 
think that Yanez is one of these girls that fight by fight throughout her career. If you go back and check it out, I mean, she's faced decent competition. They kind of brought her up the, the right way, and she's improving. She's getting better. She has outstanding striking on the feet. She pushes a high pace. Um, she has a really good ground game. She goes after it. So she's a complete fighter that's faced decent competition, and this is the toughest test to date for Melissa Martinez. So this is an outstanding title fight. And as I said in the past as well, if, if you guys haven't noticed, Combate Americas makes – these fights, they match up these fights so well that, I mean, they do no favors for some of their stars. They match them up with difficult fights all the time. So I got to respect that. I mean, there's definitely a case here that can be made for Melissa Martinez to get an easier opponent and get that title and, you know, and market her and, and just kind of continue to give her a push. But I mean, they matched her up to see how legit she is with a deserving title contender in Giannis. And I actually think Giannis is going to get the win here. So that's why it's kind of a, a tough spot in, in, for Melissa Martinez here. I do think that she's legit. Everything I said is, I mean, very accurate, but I think that in this spot here, Giannis is going to be her first real, uh, you know, grueling, pace pushing, just a very difficult test because I think Martinez isn't going to be able to get Giannis out of there as easily as she has dispatched some of her other opponents. Giannis has that warrior mentality. Even if she's taking some punishment, she's going to keep coming. So I do expect Giannis to win. Now, it's a better a dogger pass situation. Um, earlier in the week, last week as well, we saw this line actually go up to over 200 in some European sports books. But now we are seeing the line uh, continue to drop a little bit. And across the sports book market, we're seeing about minus 150 for Melissa Martinez to come back around plus 120. So it's dogger pass, the early action coming in on the underdog on Giannis. I agree with it. And I still think it's a dogger pass situation despite the price drop. I think Giannis is going to win this fight. Again, it's going to be a classic. It's going to be a war. I'm expecting it to be a split decision type of fight. But the plus money, it's hard for me to deny Giannis here. I want to see Martinez kind of get over that hump. And if she does successfully um, defeat Giannis here, I mean, man, the sky's the limit for her for sure. I mean, like I said, because this is a tough test, a difficult step up in competition for her, but I think she's ready and she's going to perform really well. I just don't think it's going to be enough to to take it from Giannis. So I think Giannis is going to be um, the inaugural women's strawweight combate champion and what should be a classic fight of the year type candidate. So make sure you tune in. I mean, this fight alone is worth the watch for sure. I'm looking forward to it. So my pick is Giannis. It's a dogger pass situation. So if you're still able to get some plus money, hop in on it. Now, moving on to the main event of the evening, we have a 210-pound catchweight fight between Tito Ortiz, who is 20-12-1, and, and Alberto Rodriguez, who is 9-5. Now, Nick, where did you open this fight, and how has the public shifted things so far? And here we have it, the main events, the biggest fight in Combate America's history, live on pay-per-view, Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Del Rio. Hard line to set. I opened Tito Ortiz minus 705, the comeback on Del Rio at plus 435. Again, a tough line to set. You have the historic career of Tito Ortiz taking on Alberto Del Rio, which, of course, WWE fame. You know he's going to have a lot of popularity, a lot of fans supporting him as well. But he's not going to get that respect from the MMA community as far as his fighting career goes. Now, again, I, I do respect Del Rio. He, I mean, he's legit as far as he is a real MMA fighter as well outside of his wrestling career. The guy's a true athlete. Um, he's established a 9-5 and professional MMA record. So you got to respect the guy in that aspect as well. But, of course, you can't compare resumes in MMA to the resume of Tito Ortiz. I mean, there's no doubt. Tito Ortiz is historically one of the greatest MMA fighters in the sport. I mean, as far as pay-per-view draws go, he's always been one of the biggest, um, you know, eyeballs. Everybody's been wanting to watch Tito Ortiz fights throughout his career. So he's been one of the biggest draws. I mean, it's it just 
it's a fact proven from the UFC days. And even now, I mean, I, I believe that a lot of people are still interested in seeing Tito Ortiz compete. He's actually won, I believe, four out of his last five fights. So even at age 44, Tito Ortiz is one of those special athletes that still has enough left in the tank and still able to go out there and compete at a high level. So you got to take your hat off to him. And again, these guys back and forth, man, I mean, they're going to come here and give it their all. There's no doubt these guys are taking this fight extremely serious. Alberto Del Rio training um, in Arizona, of course. He's putting in the work. I think he's going to probably put on a better performance than a lot of people are anticipating, especially, again, the MMA diehards here. Um, the betting line, I should get mentioned that right away as well. It went from minus 700. Right now, what we're seeing across the Donbass screen is minus 1,000. So people are, the professionals are coming in on Tito Ortiz. They're not afraid to lay that kind of chalk out there because they know he should realistically get this done. It would be a big upset if Alberto Del Rio pulls this off. Now, I think, again, both fighters are in their 40s. Both of these guys are in extremely great condition for their age. I mean, they're, like I said, they're special type athletes for even just being in this position here and, and be able to perform at the level they are about to. So I like what I see in that aspect of things. And I think that they're taking it to the point where neither guy wants to lose. I mean, uh, Del Rio is putting up, I know it's, you know, not official, an official title per se MMA title, but he is going to give up his strap if he loses his WWE belt that I know he holds kind of close to his heart. Same thing with Tito Ortiz. He's willing to give up a UFC strap to uh, Del Rio as well. So even though, you know, that's kind of like little aspects of things. I mean, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't want to give up that belt if I was Tito Ortiz or Del Rio there as well. And of course, there's also another side angle here that we have to discuss. Tito Ortiz claiming that he's going to donate $50,000 to charity if Del Rio makes it out of the first round as well, which is legit. So these little side bets, I mean, they're intriguing because like I said, I don't think Tito wants to lose his UFC strap to anybody. I don't think he wants to give $50,000 up to charity. He doesn't want this stain on his legacy. I mean, for Tito, this would be an embarrassing loss. Let's face it. So he's serious. He's ready to fight. He's going to come looking to perform in this fight. And Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio, is taking this fight. If he pulls off this win, his MMA career for him is a huge success. I mean, outside and we all know that his WWE career, one of the most famous, you know, the Mexican heritage, everything. I mean, one of the most famous fighters in the history of the sport, um, as far as WWE goes. So that has obviously been a, a very successful career. But if he gets to pull off and put Tito Ortiz's name on his resume for MMA wins, I mean, that's just another notch on his belt, which realistically would have never thought. You know, that that would even be a possibility to see Alberto the Rio defeat Tito Ortiz. So a lot going into this fight. The betting aspect of things is funny because I mentioned the line did go up with Tito Ortiz uh, getting the action from the professional bettors, those that aren't afraid to lay the chalk. But the funny thing is there's more bets coming in on the underdog Del Rio here as well. Um, smaller bets, of course, but there are a lot of fans backing Alberto Del Rio. So this is going to be interesting. I think the sports books are actually, despite the line movement being on Tito Ortiz moving up, books are actually going to need Tito Ortiz to get the W here and get the win because there's going to be more money bet on Alberto Del Rio overall at the big price to get the W here. So books are going to be Tito Ortiz fans. Um, I think he does probably get the win. And like I said, I mean, to me, it's kind of a no brainer. I know, uh, Alberto De Rio is going to come to fight. I don't think Tito Ortiz should take him lightly. He's a great athlete. He's definitely going to have a puncher's chance, but I like Tito Ortiz in this fight. Where the betting line is now, I'm not going to recommend laying 10 to 1 on you know any realistic MMA fight. If there's value out there, there's value out there, but I do think he gets it done. I just wouldn't lay 10 to 1 in this spot right here. So it's a dogger pass situation. There is a round total um, out there as well, though, that I would look at maybe. Again, Tito Ortiz did mention that this fight is not going out of round one. If you believe him, you take the under. It's around minus 240, minus 235 or so right now. Um, I believe on the Don Best screen, yeah, you'll, you can find minus 240, still minus 235. So 
that might be the way to look at it. But the under one and a half rounds at minus two thirty five for small. I mean, I think Del Rio could possibly hang in there and make this thing drag out a little bit longer because again, he's coming to fight. But that said, I still think under one and a half might be the way to bet this fight. So that's my take on this. I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, and I hope this is a very successful pay per view. So again, tune in. Combate Americas, Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Del Rio, Saturday night, December 7th, live on pay-per-view. And make sure you support the sport and buy the pay-per-view. So that'll do it for our betting breakdown for Combate 51 uh, in Hidalgo, Texas. Uh, Special thanks to BetDSI. Good luck, everyone. And hopefully the betting gods are on your side this weekend.